Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, our own worst read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the Mark of Athena section, Meeting the Golden Boy, which is from pages 350 to 385. Oh my god, numbers are hard. Uh, as always I've got my it's been a day as always I've my points to focus on so today we've got characters plot and generally what I thought of it before we dive in your regular reminder if you would like to support this podcast and get early access to this entering storybook and all of my youtube content you can support me at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran don't want to support me monthly fair enough consider buying my book home to the wild it's short story echoes of the past and pre-ordering the upcoming short story before i go coming out february 22nd or pre-ordering the second novel if you've already read home to the wild coming out august 23rd 26th called way of the wild cover reveal coming very soon oh i cannot go high (laughs) ah had to get that in anyway let's dive in this section is all entirely from percy's pov so you know i've got some feelings so this is the overview for percy's overview (laughs) while percy disrespects zoe's name the crew head further into the mediterranean more monsters arrive that have to be dealt with in the sky, and after hours passing, Percy goes to rest before they move back to the sea. He dreams of the two giants and their mistress. Not that kind of mistress, the one who's in charge of them. Who know they are on their way and are waiting for them to arrive. Specifically, Annabeth. When he wakes up for his shift at sea, he also wakes Annabeth to tell her what he saw. And he realises she knows what's waiting for her on this quest. As he's preparing to argue that it's a bad idea and isn't safe for her to do so like the hypocrite he can be, the golden boy and his dolphins arrive. (laughs) The ship is taken over by said dolphin pirates who begin looting and kidnapping members of the Seven, all except Frank. Thankfully, Percy somehow knows one story about the dolphin crew and uses Dionysus' name to their advantage to scare them off. With the pirates dealt with and a gift for Bacchus left behind, they continue sailing to Rome. As Percy tries to rest, he thinks on his fatal flaw and wonders if Athena was right and his loyalty would be the end of the world. When they arrive in Rome, the seven split up. Percy makes Annabeth take him to the start of her quest, Frank, Leo and Hazel go in search of Nico, and Jason and Piper stay on ship with Hedge to see if there's anything that they can find in her knife. Okay, the journey has fully now begun. 
Um, fun little overview. You can get my sense of what I'm feeling. And uh, the only thing I just want to mention, because literally after I was reading the overview, I was like, oh my god, I ran with this thing. Does anyone remember that Simpsons episode <laughs> where the dolphins rise up and used to at one point be on land <laughs> and were like the 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 superior race or superior species I guess and ruled over humans until grandpa's generation pushed them into the sea but they were now back with a vengeance <laughs> and forced all of people in Springfield into the ocean it was like a Halloween, you know, the Treehouse of Horror episode. I was just reading about it, about you know, like the dolphin pirates coming out. I was just like, oh wow. It was like that Simpsons dolphin episode <laughs> where the dolphins were evil. <laughs> Although, I mean, probably they were right because, like, we do do a lot of terrible stuff to aquatic life. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just, it literally just made me think of it. I was just like, oh my god, that, that was a memory. That episode scared me so much as a kid. It was so creepy. I mean, talking dolphins that then murdered people. I just, I, I've not been able to go to an aquarium since. Um, or the few times that I have been, it's just been very uncomfortable. Because <laughs> then it wasn't hen helped by the uh, Jurassic World scene where Kenny McGrath is eaten by a dinosaur <laughs> in an aquarium anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> it just came to my mind um a few things um percy do you not remember what heracles did to zoe why did you want to meet him he's a, not a nice guy <laughs> i just like i get that he's annoyed that he he's being left behind on the ship but like percy you had an entire arc where you learned that you don't have to be the one to do everything. Why do you keep wanting to do everything? Additionally, there's a whole section in this part where they basically, like, there are no legends about the Golden Boy, who is the second son of Medusa after she's unfairly murdered by Perseus. <laughs> um, and somehow, when they realise, oh, we have no idea how to defeat these guys... Percy's just like, oh, I remember a story about dolphins. It's to do with Dionysus. What really should have been the case is instead of remembering a story about people being turned into dolphins by a god, he should have had this whole thing of, like, he did you... Like, Percy is a smart guy. But, like, don't say you don't know any of these stories and then suddenly remember a story. What really should have been the situation here is he finds out that this is a curse that happened to them and then he's just like, oh... It's like those guys in the Titan's Curse. Obviously, he won't say it with the book. That Dionysus turned into dolphins or drew, drove mad. Because that's the thing he does. That is the thing he threatened to do with me. I wonder if it was Dionysus who did that to these guys. And then mention his name and then be like, ah, confirmation. <laughs> don't pretend that you know what you're doing when you, uh, you know, the, uh, know a story when you've just said you don't know anything about them. Contradictions. <laughs> Also, like, Percy is just not very... Percy doesn't know any myths, so that was also unbelievable. Because this kid just never picked up a book. Or an audiobook. Audiobooks are very important. This is not sponsored, but, um... Audiobooks are important. Um, I, that's how I predominantly do most of my reading these days, because reading physical books is just really hard at the moment. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was just the thing I was kind of like... Okay. But additionally, throughout this whole section... 
Heroes of Olympus kind of really makes me dislike Percy. Like, Percy has never been, like, my top favourite geezer. Uh, because, God, that was so English. <laughs> he's, never, he's never been my top bloke, you know? Um, but, like, I've never, like, disliked him. But this series is making me dislike him. Just because, like, he just does not understand. Even when he was meant to have an entire arc of learning that he doesn't have to be the leader or the one making all the decisions or the one doing all the bravery stuff. He had an entire arc doing that and now he's doing it again. Percy. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just going to go straight into the, the characters. So, actually, no, hold on. I'm going to do the plot stuff first because I don't have that much to say here beyond the fact, what was the point? <laughs> what was the point of Golden Boy? What was the point of this? There was literally no reason for this section beyond the sacrifice that they had to do for Dionysus because it's significant for later on when they then defeat the giants because they, you need a god to defeat a giant and because they made a sacrifice to Dionysus that's how it worked but like have it be another way like well there was no reason to have Golden Boy pop in like there is there are other ways to make a sacrifice to Dionysus Bacchus or whatever to then get him to help there are multiple ways. You don't need to randomly introduce a villainous character who's defeated very easily, mind you. I just, it's just like literally all it gives is the delaying of them getting to Rome a little bit. And then it's basically the whole section is literally just so they can have a sacrifice for Dionysus. Just do it somewhere else. Like, you don't need Golden Boy. He's an interesting character, but just so easily dealt with that it's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was like total two chapters and like only one of those chapters is the actual confrontation. So, you know, it's a situation. But anyway, like we, we just... Mm, the, his appearance really offers nothing of importance. It's just to show that Percy's rusty in his sword fighting and having doubt himself, which, like I said, we've had an entire series dedicated to that and we don't need a rerun. But let's go into the character stuff, because, like, this is where I'm talking a lot about Percy, because feelings. Like I said, I don't like Heroes Olympus Percy. All of that character development... Oh, words mixing together. All that character development from his original series of learning to step back, how he can't always be the hero, is just gone. He literally says, I was able to protect all of my friends and defeat Kronos. My guy, no you didn't. Luke defeated Kronos by killing himself and that only happened because of Annabeth. Additionally, multiple, peop mul bleh, multiple people from Camp Half-Blood died. One of which happened right in, no, two of which, no, three, <laughs> four, <laughs> Five! Five of which happened in front of you. Charles, Selena, Ethan, Michael, you, and Luke. <laughs> Five people who you knew, specifically Charlie, because like he knew Charlie the most, Beckendorf. And then Ethan Akamura because he was trying to help him a lot, and Ethan actually tried to help Percy. So like you didn't protect all of your friends. I know like technically they weren't all his friends, but you did he didn't. And he was not the hero of the day. He was not the saviour. He wasn't the one who saved the day. Technically, Luke was. The whole thing was that Percy has to learn to step back. But he doesn't. 
I just can't deal with him, firstly, forcing himself, in a sense, onto Annabeth with this quest. Like, Annabeth has spoken out about how, you know, this is something she has to do. She doesn't really have a problem with it. She's just kind of getting, like, Percy is basically annoyed that Annabeth's not paying attention to him because she's focusing on what's coming for her. She's focusing on what's about to come with her quest. She's doing a bunch of research. And he says, oh, she always get like this when she's doing stuff like this. And I'm like, okay, then leave her alone. Like, <laughs> he's basically, it's the same problem that I had with him in Battle of the Labyrinth. He just injects himself where he doesn't need to be and tries to take things over for himself. Basically, because he seems to not believe that people are capable. He seems to think that he's the only one who's capable. And it's just really frustrating. <laughs> because she can handle it. She can handle doing all of this. She can handle going to the Tibber River. Like, the only reason technically he's going is because Rick wanted to have a date section for them. Which technically we have at the stables. They don't need to have an entire date in Rome. It's cute, but we don't need it. <laughs> I just it's just Percy is honestly just as selfish as he was in the original series he really hasn't changed as much as this series tries to make it out that he has he doesn't understand that everything isn't about him he doesn't understand that he has to be the hero he doesn't understand that he doesn't have to be the one to take everything on he also doesn't understand that sometimes it's not his place to be there this is Annabeth's quest she is preparing all of these things and he kind of doesn't want her to because he's trying to pull her away from it and basically get some of her attention. But me, she has a quest that no one has ever managed before in centuries. And she's doing the best that she can, doing exactly as he said himself, doing exactly what she does best. And he's annoyed. Like he just he should have learned all of this stuff that he doesn't have to be the one everyone looks up to he doesn't have to be the hero and not everything is about him he should have learned all of this before because he was meant to and yet in this section specifically we're seeing that he hasn't it's just very frustrating especially because it's taking away from a lot of like it's like he doesn't trust Annabeth <laughs> And that's kind of insulting to in and of itself because he doesn't, like, he half recognises the problem with that because he talks about how, you know, it was so, like, the worry of when she was missing Miss Titan, like, in Titan's Curse was so bad. I'm like, and then he's like, oh, but, you know, I was missing for six months, so I imagine it's so much worse for her and, you know, this is something that she wants to do and knows she can do. And I'm kind of like, yes, so leave her alone to do it. <laughs> Because she didn't want him to go. Like, he basically would not back down about going with her to the Tibber River and kept interrupting her and speaking of her. And, like, it's meant to almost be presented as, like, sweet. And, you know, some people probably read it that way. But I'm just annoyed. I'm like, mate, let her do this. You didn't even let her do the labyrinth quest that she was leading. You took over that. Let her do this. <laughs> let her go and do this thing by herself because that's what she wants to do but he won't let her i just it's disappointing because percy had like definitely not the best growth but the growth that he should have gotten to the end where he realized that he's not the hero of the story that should have carried on here he should be supporting people annabeth's quest you know 
insanely important. She recognises how important it is. She recognises that this is something she has to do. Percy, if he was still continuing on from the growth of the previous series, would recognise that and offer support where he can. Interact with her and try and help her with the research, maybe. Like, engage in what she needs instead of, in a sense, focusing on what he needs. She's the one who's going through this. Help and guide her, ask her what she needs and leave it at that. Don't insert yourself. (laughs) Don't try and do main character energy right now when it's not your place. Percy, understand these things, please. (sighs) Ah, well, it's just... It's just how it be. It's just how it be. And it's very annoying. Um, And it's going to continue in the next section because that's basically their entire day. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I don't actually have anything else for this section. I think I've just spoken really quickly because, like, this is... (laughs) I just realised that I'm, I'm just... I just talk really fast. I'm just like, I thought this episode was actually a lot longer. But it's only like 17 minutes. But I guess that's good because it means you guys don't have to listen to me for that long. So yay for you guys. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Um, I want to know what you guys think though. Do you think the Golden Boy thing had to be there? Do you think about this the similar about what I do with Percy's growth? Which is what this week's question of the episode is. Does anyone else agree that Percy in Heroes has regressed from his previous character growth? Because I want to know, because I definitely have heard this sentiment a little bit, but I've not heard it in as often a discussion as usual. So, you know, I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on this. That'll go up on the social media at some point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let me know your thoughts. But as always, thank you all for joining me for this week's section. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our own verse journey. Bye my books. (laughs) To plug where you can find our podcast, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher and basically where you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime between episodes you can find The Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com or if you want to support the podcast you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks want more royal verse content check me out on youtube at a healthy dose of fran and if you want to support my writing career drop me a follow at a dose of fran on instagram twitter and tiktok again thank you all for tuning in as always i've been fran your very own hunter and i'll see just me to you all next time bye